This is IndyCar Weekly. IndyCar Weekly is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. Peak Motor Oil, when you peak, you win. By Honda Generator, the preferred portable generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. Henchman Racewear, Henchman, the pioneer in driver suit technology. Find us at henchmanracewear.com. And by the Indy Racing Experience. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. Halfway through the 2011 season, it's a three-horse race for the championship. The same three horses that fought it out a year ago, Frank Keaty, Power, and Dixon. But Oriole Servia and Tony Kanaan could change the complexion of the title chase starting this weekend. Veteran IMS Radio Network broadcaster Mark Janes will join me to talk about the first half of 2011 and this Sunday's Honda Indy Toronto. Plus, the conclusion of my conversation with Indy 500 winning team owner Brian Herda. This is the show where we talk IndyCar. I'm Mike King. This is IndyCar Weekly. What's it like to drive an IndyCar at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Now the Indy Racing Experience can put you in the driver's seat. That's right. You can drive a real IndyCar at the world's greatest race course. Packages start at under $400, but hurry. Sessions are selling out fast. Call 1-888-357-5002 or go online to IndyRacingExperience.com. You driving a real IndyCar. Call 1-888-357-5002 now. If you know passion, you know my name. If the roar of a race car gives you goosebumps, you know my name. If you believe that no one ever remembers who comes in second, you know my name. If you're into checkered flags, chugging milk, and burning rubber, you know my name. You know my name because I've been here from the very beginning. As vital today as I was over 100 years ago, I'm a powerhouse. I am a running wide open with no finish line in sight. I'm the fire that never goes out. You know my name. I am then, I am now, I am forever. I am Firestone, and I am proud. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. If your car is less than 10 years old and has less than 100,000 miles on it, your car will eventually break down and you'll need to go to your local repair shop. And we all know dealing with these guys can be very expensive. A new transmission can cost over $3,000. A new engine more than $3,500. New air conditioning can cost over $1,700. And a new water pump more than $600. You need to call the Auto Protection Network. We're like insurance to protect protect the inside of your car. We'll save you thousands on costly repair bills. Don't let your car break down without a warranty. Protect yourself from expensive repair bills. If your car has less than 100,000 miles on it and it's less than 10 years old, call today for a free customized quote. 800-731-1243. 800-731-1243. That's 800-731-1243. This is Will Power, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. 
Visit ShopHonda.com. Enter to start an IndyCar race in a two-seater with an Indy champion like Mario Andretti. Official rules can be found at ShopHonda.com. Ends 8-4-11. No purchase is necessary. It's IndyCar Weekly. I'm Mike King. Getting ready to head north of the border. Toronto, Ontario, the stop this weekend for one of the great events on the schedule and one of the all-time great cities in the world. Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Looking forward to it. Well, after a hard knock at Iowa, defending Honda Indy Toronto winner Will Power says he's good to go this weekend. Power suffered a minor concussion in his turn to crash at Iowa, but did return to the number 12 Verizon Wireless Team Penske entry to test last week at Mid-Ohio. That's where he pronounced himself fit and ready to defend his title in Toronto. Meantime, Simone de Silvestro says that she looks forward to returning to the cockpit of the HVM Nuclear Clean Air Energy Car this weekend. De Silvestro was forced to sit out the race at Iowa after it was determined that she was suffering from lingering effects of a concussion that was diagnosed following the Milwaukee race. The Swiss driver, you might remember, made hard contact with the inside wall during her qualifying run for the Milwaukee 225. By the way, a year ago, De Silvestro started 21st but finished 9th on the streets of Toronto. Well, apparently our driver analyst and Firestone Indy Lights team owner, Davey Hamilton, was right when he suggested during our broadcast from Iowa that O2 Racing owner Mark Olson needed to find another series or perhaps another sport to participate in. After attempting to rally Lights team owners to pull out of the David Hobbs 100 at Milwaukee because of alleged integrity issues in the series and winding up as the only team to participate in that protest... Olsen and his team were suspended for the remainder of the 2011 season and all of 2012 last week by series officials. Firestone Indy Lights Executive Director Roger Bailey said, quote, The mere act of attempting to impede the conduct of the event is something we will not tolerate, end quote. Olsen, by the way, is expected to appeal. And Brian Herta Autosport is expanding its Firestone Indy Lights program to two cars starting this weekend in Toronto. Brazil's Bruno Andrade will join 18-year-old Duarte Ferreira at BHA. A busy weekend on tap for the IZOT IndyCar Series and Firestone Indy Lights teams in Ontario. I've got the weekend schedule for the Honda Indy Toronto and more coming up on IndyCar Weekly. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. In the IndyCar Series, drivers put complete trust in their cars. I put my trust in Peak Performance Motor Oil, formulated to protect against thermal breakdown, and Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar Series. Whether you cover 200 miles in an hour, or it takes an hour just to get to work, you can count on Peak. When you peak, you win. Available at Advanced Auto Parts. Elise, come on, it's game day. You've got all weekend to study. Jen, this has nothing to do with studying. I've got to work. The way the economy is, I figure I'll be working for the next century just to pay off these student loans. Well, you know... I know, I know. You joined the National Guard, so your college is completely paid for. Yes, you've mentioned it a couple thousand times. The National Guard scholarship covers up to 100% of your tuition. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. I'm Charlie Kimball. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly.
Attention business owners and individuals who owe the IRS. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? You need aggressive representation. Call Certified Tax Now and speak to one of our tax attorneys, enrolled agents, or tax professionals who specialize in tax liens, back taxes, tax debt, wage garnishments, and collections. We won't waste a minute helping you with your tax problems. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. We've settled millions of dollars of tax issues for a fraction of the cost. Find the peace of mind knowing the IRS will not be knocking on your door. Protect your home, business, and family today. We know the tax laws, and we act fast. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. That's guaranteed. Call now, 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call now. 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. I'm Simona Di Silvestro, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Hey, small business owners, if you move at record-breaking speeds like Ari Leyendijk, try the new 100-meg high-speed Internet service from Comcast. Download up to 66 times faster than standard T1 lines. Visit business.comcast.com for details. 25th anniversary of IndyCar racing on the streets of Toronto being celebrated this weekend. Bobby Rahal won what was then the Molson IndyCar event to get things started back in 1986. Would really be cool if Graham could win this Sunday, wouldn't it? All Eyes on IndyCar Series practice sessions can be heard on IndyCar.com starting Friday morning at 10.55 Eastern. You can catch qualifying Saturday afternoon at 12.55 on Sirius 212, XM94, and IndyCar.com. Then Sunday afternoon afternoon at 2 Eastern. IndyCar Radio goes up on the full network, including affiliates in 26 states across the U.S. and three Canadian provinces. Sirius 212, XM94, IndyCar.com, your Verizon wireless device. Now, Justin Wilson, he captured pole a year ago for Dreyer Reinbold Racing, but it was Will Power that drove into victory lane. Mark James joins me to preview the Honda Indy Toronto and to take a look at the first half of the season next on IndyCar Weekly. On October 16, 2011, what happens in Vegas will be witnessed around the world. The fastest, most versatile drivers on the planet go all in for one race and the chance to be named champion. Already a fan? Your paid ticket to any Eyes on IndyCar Series race this season gets you a ticket to see the World Championship in Las Vegas for free. Find out more at IndyCarWorldChampionships.com or call 866-IndyCar. Real driver, real race car, real fast. See you in Vegas. Hello everybody, I'm three-time IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dario Franchitti, here with today's guest, Bob. Bob, you're a big IZOD IndyCar Series fan. What can IndyCar Nation do for you? Driver autographs. Yeah, we can do that. VIP access during race weekends. That's easy. Exclusive web video for real IndyCar fans. Not a problem. Can I have your helmet? Join IndyCar Nation for free today by texting IndyCar and your email address to 88769. Give me back my helmet, Bob. Oh, man. This is Danica Patrick. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. 
These days, you can't afford to be wasting time or money, especially in business. That's why I stopped going to the post office and started using Stamps.com. Now, I print real U.S. postage for all my letters and packages using just my computer and printer. And now you can start saving time and money, too. Just go to 27Stamps.com, and you'll get a no-risk four-week trial plus a $100 bonus offer, including free postage at 27Stamps.com. Medcare Diabetic. Hello, I'm a diabetic with insurance. Medcare Diabetic is offering diabetics at no cost a multilingual talking, pain-free test meter. Call, qualify, and receive as a bonus a blood pressure monitor absolutely free. If you have Medicare or insurance, Medcare Diabetic may send both your monitors and test supplies directly to your home at no cost. Insulin and syringes are available as well. Copay and deductibles may apply. Call 800-215-9265. That's 800-215-9265. I'm Takuma Sato, and you're listening to the IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Boy, Takuma Sato would love to wind up on pole this weekend at Toronto. After what happened to him at Iowa, certainly uh, would be great to see Taiku with the opportunity to lead the field to the green flag once again. But Unlike Iowa, we would uh, hope the race would wind up better for him as uh, he was once again in the wall uh, before the checkered flag fell uh, at Iowa. Taku uh, just, uh, it, it appears that he's so close uh, to uh, to the podium, but it always seems to come up just a bit short. Mike King with you on IndyCar Weekly. Hope you had a great 4th of July holiday weekend. We, of course, uh, hear the IMS Radio Network and IndyCar Radio getting set to head to Exhibition Place in beautiful Toronto, Ontario, for the ninth event on the 2011 IZOD IndyCar Series calendar, that being the Honda Indy Toronto. Hey, small business owners, if you move at record-breaking speeds like Ari Leyendyke, the fastest man in the history of the Indianapolis 500, try the new 100-meg high-speed Internet service from Comcast. Download up to 66 times faster than standard T1 lines. You can visit business.comcast.com. For all of the details. Well, generally, we only get the chance to, to talk when we're handing off to each other during race broadcast uh, throughout the season. Uh, this is the first time in 2011 that Mark Jaynes has joined me here on IndyCar Weekly, my longtime broadcast partner here, as uh, we get set to preview Toronto and give a report card out for the first half of the 2011 season. Mark, how you doing? Good, Mike. I uh, hope everybody had an enjoyable holiday weekend. It was nice to uh, to spend some time with the family and also rest up a little bit with the dizzying action that uh, that we've had to call over the last three race weekends at, at Texas, Milwaukee, and, and at Iowa Speedway. It had, uh, you know, it's funny because you said uh, during your call of the race, yeah, these drivers might be dizzy when we're done, but we're going to feel that way. i, I got to admit, Mark, I was winded a bit uh, when that race was over. That was uh, that was quite an experience. Yeah, it was uh, unbelievable. It was. I felt like at times I was watching a tennis match because my yeah. head was going back and forth, much like a tennis match. And uh, and, and and I'll tell you, um, I, I said it during the show, as you mentioned, making the reference to how dizzy we might be, and certainly the drivers experienced a fair amount of that, according to them, firsthand. But. Uh, you know, there's no question that in a relatively short amount of time, that's become a uh, 
a very popular stop, and, and, and it was just an outstanding event. It's a, it's a shame that we had some of the cautions that we had early on in the race that disrupted the flow, but uh, certainly watching the battle throughout the last 30 laps or so between Marco Andretti and Tony Kanaan was what uh, IndyCar Series racing is all about. Mark James joins me this week on IndyCar Weekly as we preview the Honda Indy Toronto and also uh, take a look at the first half of the 2011 IZOT IndyCar Series season and uh, and hand out our grades. Uh, okay, Mark, you are in. If, if we thought we were keeping you busy at Iowa a couple of weeks ago, go when it comes to toronto and turn three your location there is no corner busier on any road or street course that we stop at turn three we call it make or break and that truly is what it is at toronto our very first year, uh, well-publicized dust-up between Paul Tracy and Elio Castro Nevis kind of set the tone for the Isod IndyCar Series on the streets of Toronto. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the end of a long, long straightaway, and uh, the, the view is spectacular. But uh, uh, to give you an idea, I think it was something like 35, 40 laps into the race, I had four disabled vehicles parked below me. And fortunately, it's, it's an area of the course that, you know, when drivers do get together, there's there's very little risk of, of, of injury, and we certainly don't want to see that. But, uh, you know, there's a, a rather small group of grandstands, and, and, and I remember thinking the first year that we went, boy, why is that grandstand packed? Well, it didn't take me long once the first uh, green flew and the drivers came in. It, it's almost like pouring marbles into a funnel, if you will, uh, because they all have to come together in one spot, and uh, real estate's at a premium there. And uh, I don't think that there's any driver, uh, whether it be a 21-car field and certainly a, a 24, 25-26-car field, I don't think any driver can get through that corner unscathed without making some sort of contact. A contact, and Mike, I'll be honest with you, I haven't called half of the contact yeah. that there's been over the past couple of years that we've been there. There's just not time. Justin Wilson, Mark, uh, was on pole last year driving for Dryer Reinbold. Of course, uh, Justin won this race uh, back during his Champ Car days in 2005. Uh, uh, but uh, on pole last year, looked like he was going to have a good race, but had a problem. I think it was over in turn seven when he when he spun the car. Will Power took advantage and, and won the event. Dario in 2009, Mark, won this race from the pole. What what should we expect? What are you looking for come uh, come qualifying Saturday afternoon? I, I say expect the unexpected. I, I think these teams uh, now have, have have since the the, the unification. Uh, I think these teams have now gotten up to speed. Some of these programs that we've talked about, like Newman Haas, uh, certainly Dreyer and Reinbold, uh, Andretti Autosport, uh, now two wins on the season. Uh, I, I think the second half of this season is, is, is going to be wild when it comes to parity. Now, do we expect uh, Dario and Will Power uh, and Scott Dixon uh, to be there week in and week out? Certainly we do because of the teams that, that, that they're with and, and the seasons that they've had up to this point. But uh, certainly there is always the opportunity uh, for one of those guys to have a big-time bobble, uh, lose a lot of points, and, and really jumble this thing up as we start getting into a very, very important stretch of the schedule. Mark, I just have a feeling, given what we saw KV Lotus do at Milwaukee, and at Iowa, and granted, those are, are short ovals, and it's apples and oranges when you're talking short ovals and, and temporary street courses, but, Mark, you're still running the same front and rear wing package. You're still running essentially the, the same race car. Those race cars have been so good. 
I just had this sneaking suspicion that this could be KV Lotus's weekend, and maybe Takuma Sato or Tony Kanan winds up on the top step of the podium at the exhibition place. Well, you think about what TK has done with this team, uh, not you know being hired, and he he talks about it every week uh, that we have an opportunity to stick a microphone in his face, not getting the job until five days before the season started. Now, not only does that speak well of Tony Kanan's ability. Uh, but but I think it overshadows how much better uh, KV Lotus Racing is in 2011. Uh, let's face it, a pretty steep learning curve for Newman Haas and, and all of those teams in KV, but uh, certainly uh, the Lotus partnership has been a big benefit. And, and let's face it, Kevin Kalkoven and, and, and Jimmy Vassar are guys that have had success at open-wheel racing, certainly uh, you know, uh, so so I think now that uh, the playing field has been leveled in terms of getting some stability in their race teams in terms of personnel, uh, you know, I, I think they're they're seeing the the fruits of their labor pay off. And uh, I know Tony Kanan has knocked on the door repeatedly, and and I agree with you. Uh, although he seems uh, oddly enough to be somewhat of a master on the short ovals and seems to love them, I still think Takuma Sato could very easily get his first career. A win in the IndyCar Series at Toronto this uh, next weekend. My longtime broadcast partner is Mark Jaynes. Uh, he and I have uh, worked IZOT uh, IndyCar Series events together now for some 16 years uh, on IndyCar Radio on the IMS Radio Network. He joins me this week on IndyCar Weekly as we get set to head to beautiful Toronto. And Mark, it is a great setting for a race with Lake Ontario right there, and and uh, just its its exhibition place is gorgeous. The city is wonderful. It is really truly one of the great stops on the schedule. Yeah, those, those people are tremendous race fans, and of course, uh, certainly a fair amount of U.S. fans make the pilgrimage across the border and and attend the event. And uh, you know, to, to to say that it's a cosmopolitan city is a is a bit of an understatement. I mean, there is absolutely something for everyone. Mark, uh, hold on right there. When we come back, we're going to take a, a look at the first half of the 2011 IZOT IndyCar Series season. Do a little comparison between 2011, the first half, and the first half of 2010. Mark Jaynes is my guest this week on IndyCar Weekly. If there's one thing that's made Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course famous over the years, it's IndyCar racing. That's why we couldn't possibly celebrate our 50th season of racing without the fastest drivers in the world. Franchitti, Power, Rahal, Andretti, Castro Neves, Kanan, and did we mention Danica? Yep, they're all going to be here, and so should you. It's the IZOD IndyCar Series Honda Indy 200, August 5th through the 7th, only at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Get your tickets today by calling 800-MID-OHIO or visit midohio.com. Nothing beats the great outdoors and camping, whether you're in a tent, pop-up camper, or RV. There's also nothing like having a convenient power source for everything from coffee makers to cell phone chargers to computers. And that's why Honda Portable Generators are so popular with the camping crowd. Besides being lightweight and durable, Honda Portable Generators are extremely quiet and can run for hours and hours. For tent campers, they give you power anywhere. For RVers, think of them as a supplemental power supply that won't tether you to a hookup or run down your RV's battery. We make portable generators from 1,000 watts all the way up to 6,500 watts, and all of our generators come with a three-year limited warranty. And remember, even when you're not camping, you can use your Honda for everything from tailgating to home backup to working outside. Find out more at Honda.com. Honda, the preferred generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. This is Marco Andretti. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. 
If your car is less than 10 years old and has less than 100,000 miles on it, your car will eventually break down and you'll need to go to your local repair shop. And we all know dealing with these guys can be very expensive. A new transmission could cost over $3,000. A new engine more than $3,500. New air conditioning can cost over $1,700. And a new water pump more than $600. You need to call the Auto Protection Network. We're like insurance to protect the inside of your car. We'll save you thousands on costly repair bills. Don't let your car break down without a warranty. Protect yourself from expensive repair bills. If your car has less than 100,000 miles on it and it's less than 10 years old, call today for a free, customized quote. 800-731-1243. 800-731-1243. That's 800-731-1243. I am Uriel Servia, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Uh, there's a guy that might have a good shot this weekend with that Newman Haas team. Oreo Servia, uh, the guy was great at Milwaukee. I think he's going to be a threat this weekend at Toronto. Looking forward to it. Maybe his teammate, James Hinchcliffe. He's a native of Toronto. Boy, would he love to win that race. Mike King. With you on IndyCar Weekly as we get sent for the Honda Indy Toronto. My guest is uh, Mark James, my longtime broadcast partner. A little bit later, uh, you're going to hear from uh, Brian Herta, part two of our conversation with Brian Herta, the uh, Indy 500 winning team owner and uh, also, of course, full-time in Firestone Indy Lights. Hey, visit shophonda.com, enter to start an IndyCar race in a two-seater with an Indy champion like Mario Andretti. Official rules at shophonda.com ends 8-4-11. No purchase is necessary. Mark, of course, uh, will be part of the broadcast team this weekend at the Honda Indy Toronto. Uh, You'll be able to join us first at 9.55 on IndyCar.com for Firestone Indy Lights practice, their first session Friday morning, 9.55 Eastern Time, 45 minutes long, followed by the first IndyCar Series practice session of the weekend at 10.55. That is a 75-minute, one-hour, 15-minute practice session, and we'll have all the practice sessions, both series and, of course, qualifying and the race as well, and we hope you're going to join us. Mark, as as we... Take a look now back at the first half of the season and compare this to what we saw in 2010. A couple of things jump out at me. First off, in the championship, Dario Franchitti leads Will Power by 20 points with Scott Dixon third, Oriol Servia fourth, and Tony Kanaan fifth. Now, the top five markers separated by 92 points. Last year at this time, Will Power was leading Dario Franchitti by 14 points, but Dario was third. His teammate Scott Dixon was second, only 11 points back. Elio Castroneves was fourth, and Ryan Briscoe was fifth. So, Mark, a year ago, two teams covered the top five. This year, we've got four different teams in the top five in the championship. Well, we touched on that in our last segment. Uh, I I just think that uh, it's not necessarily so much that – uh, Ganassi and Penske have faltered, although certainly, you know, Elio and, and, and Briscoe have had their, their share of struggles from time to time. And it, it just seemed like Penske never got their legs underneath them at, at, at Indianapolis, which almost doesn't even sound right to say, uh, with the dominance that Roger has had there, uh, over most of his, uh, his career as a car owner. But, 
you know, I, I don't think it's a matter of, uh, of of them necessarily coming back to earth, if you will. I, I just think it's a, a matter of the of the other teams being better. I mean, let's you know, I, I talked to James Hinchcliffe on pit road uh, during the final practice session at Texas a few weeks ago, and and I said, you know, I don't want to take anything away from the outstanding job that you've done as a rookie. I said, but but do you think enough credits being given to this race team? And 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 his eyebrows went up almost immediately, as if to almost suggest like, well, it's it's kind of about time. Somebody brought that up because uh, let's face it, Mike. This was a uh, a championship caliber team, and uh, I don't think I'm, I'm I'm overstating it by saying that uh, you know uh, their future might have been in doubt not too long ago, uh, but they kept plugging away, and uh, you know they had a personnel turnover, and uh, have settled in nicely now, and and have hit their stride and and returned to. To, uh, to to competitive racing uh, again, and and good for them. I mean, it's uh, this parody is certainly good for the series. Uh, it certainly peaks fan interest week in and week out, and that's not to take anything away from a, a spirited battle between Will and Dario that went down to the last race. But it's certainly nice to hear the names that you mentioned, like Oriel Serbia, and certainly great to see TK back in the mix for a championship because. Uh, Let's face it, Kanan is, is certainly a fan favorite. Now, Mark, uh, as we compare 2000, the first half of 2010 and the first half of this season, here, here's something that's, that's kind of interesting. Through the first eight events of 2010, seven different drivers had won races last year. Through the first eight events, which encompasses nine races this year, only five different drivers have won races. But what is interesting about that is four different teams this year have already won races on ovals. And most of us had already pretty much, I think, you know, either predicted or figured that Penske and Ganassi would once again have a stranglehold on ovals, and they may be the only team to win ovals this year, and that hasn't been the case at all. Yeah, again, I think that speaks well to, to, to the, you know, the test sessions that the other teams have had, uh, what they worked on in terms of their data and car setups uh, in the off offseason. Uh, some of them have had uh, notable engineering and crew chief changes, and, uh, and, and, and they're starting to get on the same page. And, and I really honestly believe uh, that uh, you're going to see even more parity throughout the second half of, of, of this season. And, and I think, quite frankly, all that does – is uh, is 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 put a little more pressure on Will Power and Dario week in and week out. Not that they're not capable of handling it, but uh, you know it's certainly going to be interesting to see how the guys up front handle the pressure of being up front throughout the second half of the season. Mark James joins me this week on IndyCar Weekly. We've got Brian Herda coming up with my second uh, part of uh, the interview that I conducted uh, with Brian at Iowa. That comes up a little bit later here on IndyCar Weekly. Uh, Mark, uh, as the championship goes right now, Dario Franchitti goes into Toronto this weekend with a 20-point lead on Will Power. So you've got Target Chip Ganassi Racing sitting P1, Will Power with Penske sitting P2, then Scott Dixon with Ganassi sitting P3, Oriol Servia is fourth, he is 89 points back, and Tony Kanaan, is sitting fifth, 92 points back. Now, so, Mark, we've got four different teams, as we mentioned earlier, represented in the top five. Last year, it was Dario and Will, once again, fighting it out along with Scott Dixon, but you had Elio Castroneves fourth and Ryan Briscoe fifth in the championship at this point. Mark, last year at this time, 
all three Penske drivers had won at least one race, and all three Penske drivers were in the top five in the championship. This year, we have only seen one Penske driver go to victory lane. Uh, a bit of the shine seems to be off the penny there at the pen- in the Penske camp this year. Yeah, uh, sometimes uh, if it weren't for bad luck, uh, you wouldn't have any luck at all. I, I don't think it's out of the question to consider Elio Castroneves uh, uh, a strong candidate to have a couple of wins under his belt if it weren't for cut tires due to debris. I mean, uh, you know, let, let's face it. I mean, Elio, you know, pretty well, I think, had, had the situation well in hand at Milwaukee and uh, certainly was in contention for a win at Iowa, I thought. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring up another subject that we've broached before. A three-time 500 winner, I think his place in motorsports history has been solidified, certainly because of that. But uh, he, he still, I think, has to be labeled the best driver to never have won a championship uh, in the Izon IndyCar Series. And I think Elio Castro-Nevis is, is, is as aware of not winning that championship as anyone. And, uh, you know, you just got to feel for Ryan Briscoe because, uh, you know, uh, Ryan's almost the, uh, and I don't know, and I, and I mean this with the utmost sincerity because it's, I, I don't think it's, it's deserved, but he's almost the Rodney Dangerfield of Penske Racing in that he gets no respect. Ryan Briscoe and Elio Castroneves, this seems to be a season where they're just not getting any breaks. Well, Briscoe will go into Toronto sixth in the championship. He's 110 points. Off the lead, so his his championship hopes are all but gone. And Elio Castroneves, uh, pretty much completely out of it in terms of the title, as he is 12th in the championship. A couple of more minutes with Mark Jaynes uh, from our IMS Radio Network broadcast team. IndyCar Radio will bring you all the action this weekend. Uh, Mark, when it's when it's all said and done, who goes down as the most improved team at the end of this season? Will it be KV Lotus or will it be Newman Haas Racing? Uh, I'm not sure, based upon the struggles that they've had the past couple of years, that uh, uh, why not put Andretti Autosport in in in, in that category? Yep, that's not uh, a bad it, suggestion. Yep, and, it, and at least make them a contender. I mean, let's face it, we've all pretty hard, been pretty hard on them, and perhaps rightfully so, with the struggles that they've had with the uh, with qualifying race cars. But uh, you know, let's face it, they have uh, they have two wins under their but belt. But Mark, with- Mark, remember this though: a year removed from 2010. They've won the exact same races in 2011 that they won last year, Long Beach and Iowa. Yep, and uh, there's there's no question that, that, uh, you know, uh, while certainly they've had their struggles, they've also had hints of success. So, you know, maybe they're on the the, the outside of that particular category. But I don't know. I I, I think between Newman Haas and and KB Lotus uh, racing, I I think it's a toss-up. I I think there's some, some vindication given for both of them with the success that they've had, and, and, and I know this. Uh, they're two proud, two very storied uh, 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 racing organizations in terms of personnel, regardless of maybe how the moniker has changed a little bit with the ownership group, but uh, uh, both offer an impressive stable of drivers, and uh, um, I, I, I do like the, the makeup of Newman Haas with, uh, with, with Oriole Serbia, the veteran, and uh, a likable, personable rookie, and James Hinchcliffe and the things that they've done, and uh, 
you know, let's face it, it's easy to root for Tony Kanaan with the struggles he had during the offseason. And, uh, and certainly uh, E.J. Bezo is another guy that's been snake-bitten with uh, with some bad luck, and, and so is Takuma Sato, and, and that's a very likable team as well. So uh, I think between the two, it's pretty much a toss-up. Both have uh, have everything to be proud of in terms of uh, how they've improved over the past couple of seasons. we got a re- great rookie class, Mark, uh, about, uh, about a minute to go here. We've got a great rookie class. Do you think J.R. Hildebrand is out and out the driver to beat for that, or do you think Hinch has a shot at him? I think Hinch has a shot at him. I, I think those are uh, uh, two outstanding graduates of the Firestone and Delight series, and uh, there, there's certainly no question we're, we're coming into a stretch of races where perhaps Newman Haas uh, has a little bit of an advantage with James Hinchcliffe. Not that J.R. Hildebrand is not experienced on road and street courses and knows his way around him, but I, I think maybe – uh, Newman Haas might be a little ahead of, ahead of the game in terms of cars set up on the road and streets courses, but that's not to say that Panther can't get caught up in a hurry. Well, that rookie race will be one to watch as we head to Toronto this weekend. J.R. Hildebrand is ninth in the overall championship, while James Hinchcliffe is 15th. It sounds marked like a huge disparity, but in fact, there's only 27 points separating those two guys. You can make up 27 points in one race weekend. One race weekend, there's no question. And again, uh, it, 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 even though that neither one of those drivers have an opportunity to win the overall championship, you can bet that they want to be on that podium at the championship banquet at the end of the season as rookie of the year. And and now they found another race within the race for the championship that they can focus on both as individual drivers and as teams. Mark, uh, last question for you before we say goodbye. Marco Andretti's win at Iowa, does that open the floodgates for him, or does he have to wait a long time before we see him back in victory lane like we did after he won it in Finney on his rookie year? Does this change things for him? Well, I, I, I think it changes things in terms of the perception of, of Marco. I think there's every reason to label Marco a, a very, very talented driver, but will this open the floodgates for him? It, it's not anything to do with the team, Mike, and it's not anything to do with Marco as a driver. But I don't think the floodgates in this series are going to open for anybody because it's just too daggone competitive. Mark Jaynes, my longtime broadcast partner, he'll be calling Turn 3, Make or Break Corner on the streets of Toronto this weekend at Exhibition Place, the Honda Indy Toronto. Mark, we'll see you there. All right, Mike, look forward to it. Okay, that's Mark Jaynes, back with more IndyCar Weekly right after this. Now you can bring back your favorite memories of the Indy 500 with the IMS Radio Network. Here's the checkered flag for Jim Rathman, the winner of the 44th Annual 500-mile race. Just a few tenths of a second. Go to IndianapolisMotorspeedway.com to purchase copies of classic Indy 500 broadcasts. And Elio Castro Neves climbs the fence in the front straight. Johnny Rutherford wins the 1980 Indianapolis 500. IndianapolisMotorspeedway.com. 100 years of Firestone Racing. It's a legacy that began way back in 1911 when Ray Haroon and his Firestone Tires won the very first Indianapolis 500. And while so many things have changed over the years, one thing remains the same. The passion that drove us then continues to drive us today. Because even after a century, there really is no finish line. Firestone, celebrating 100 years of racing. This is 2008 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Attention business.
business owners and individuals who owe the IRS. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? You need aggressive representation. Call Certified Tax Now and speak to one of our tax attorneys, enrolled agents, or tax professionals who specialize in tax liens, back taxes, tax debt, wage garnishment, and collections. We won't waste a minute helping you with your tax problems. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. We've settled millions of dollars of tax issues for a fraction of the cost. Find the peace of mind knowing the IRS will not be knocking on your door. Protect your home, business, and family today. We know the tax laws, and we act fast. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. That's guaranteed. Call now, 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. Not all cases are typical, and some may not qualify. The consultation is free, and so is the call, so call now. 1-800-581-8502. That's 1-800-581-8502. I'm Alex Tagliani, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Uh, there's another driver that would love to have a great weekend in his native Canada. Alex Tagliani, twice a peak performance poll winner here in the 2011 IZOD IndyCar Series season. Don't forget, you'll be able to join us for live coverage of peak performance poll qualifying and The Firestone Fast 6 shootouts on the streets of Toronto this weekend. Qualifying for the IZOD IndyCar Series comes your way at 12.55 Eastern Time on XM94 on Sirius 212 and, of course, on IndyCar.com. I'm Mike King. Welcome back to IndyCar Weekly as we get set to head to the Honda Indy Toronto. If you want to get more information on the event, thinking about heading up this weekend, HondaIndyToronto.com. All of the race information. Practice gets underway Friday morning. Indy Lights on track first at 9.55. That's Eastern Time. IndyCar to follow at 10.55 an hour later. Well, last week we were able to talk to Brian Herta, the winning team owner for the Indianapolis 500, that William Rast, Brian Herta Autosport car driven by Dan Weldon crossing the line in the most improbable way as J.R. Hildebrand's car hit the wall on the final turn of the race. But you know what? A win is still a win, and we talked to Brian about an awful lot of that. But certainly while he is getting all this attention paid to him because of the huge win in the 100th anniversary running of the Indianapolis 500, Brian Herta is a full-time owner in Firestone Indy Lights. And last weekend at Iowa Speedway, uh, his driver, Duarte Ferreira, who, by the way, hails from Angola, winds up with his career best finish of fifth. So this week, I continue my conversation with former driver, now team owner, Brian Herta. You know, I didn't know anything about the guy when he approached us last year, you know, at the end of last year, wanted to come do a test. You know, I I checked around and and I heard some good things. So we went and ran a test and, and, you know, he's 18 years old. He's I don't know if fresh off the boat's politically correct, but <clears throat> I mean that's the kind of the phrase. I mean he's got very he doesn't have a lot of racing experience. He had zero oval experience. He had zero uh, experience here in the United States. He'd never been here. He <clears throat> spoke you know three words English when he came and tested with us initially, wow. and <clears throat> and but the guy the kid's work ethic is unbelievable. I mean he trains and works harder than anybody I've ever seen at this, and he's made great great progress since the season started you know he's qualified fifth here in iowa speedway and we're you know as we're speaking right now as before the race we're hopeful that that's going to turn into a great great finish for us 
So, you know, he's, he's just continued to improve. And, you know, I want to work with guys like that who want to work hard at their craft and, and, and want to work hard to improve. And so, you know, he's going to be with us. We hope he's going to be with us next year. Uh, we're adding a second lights car to our stable in Toronto for the next Indy Lights race, which hasn't been announced yet, but you heard it here first. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so we'll have a second lights car for the rest of the year, and that'll be good for us as well. So, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of very exciting things happening for our team right now. Who will be driving that car? Uh, it's going to be a, a kid from Brazil. His name's Bruno Andrade. He tested with us already, was really, really super quick at the test. So, you know, we can't wait to get him to the racetrack on a street course there up in Toronto and, and see how he performs in those conditions. But I think it's going to give us a good one-two punch. I think it's going to help Duarte to have a teammate. It's difficult. It's difficult when you're a one-car team. You don't have, you know, you don't have anybody to lean on out there for setup information or anything. So I think having those two guys together is going to further strengthen our lights team. So you know, it's it's keep it's keeping me up a lot because I've got a lot lot of things going on and our guys, you know, our crew guys, everybody's working super hard right now. Even after the 500, getting another lights car built, getting ready for this test program. It's very very exciting exciting time for us. You have come a long way from the kid whose dad loaded his cart into the back of the station wagon to, to take the tracks. Uh, what kind of conversations have, have, the, have you had with him about this, and what was the reaction of your parents after you went in? You know, I, I love that you remember all those stories, Mike. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, when I was racing go I have this vision of you and your dad in the station wagon with the cart sticking out the back. And I remember you telling me how everyone else was showing up with their fancy trailers and haulers, and my dad would put the, the cart in the back of the, of the wagon. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, we had wood panel. It was a Caprice Classic <laughs> oh, station God. wagon with wood paneling on the side, you know, tan with wood paneling. You couldn't get more Brady Bunch than that. Oh, that's and, <clears throat> and that's how we went, that's how we went racing. That's how I got started. So, you know, from, from those, what I would call very, very modest beginnings to now, I think, um, you know, now that I'm a dad and, and time is a funny way of get, giving you perspective and, and knowledge and wisdom, uh, you know, I, I imagine that he must just have a tremendous sense of pride and satisfaction because he's, he's been included and been a part of what I've done in my racing career all along the way. And, you know, one of, one, one of my most treasured possessions from the Indy 500 is I've got... I've got a photograph from the banquet that evening. It turned out really, really great. Is is my dad and myself and my son Colton, who's now racing go karts, uh, the three of us with the Borg Warner Trophy. And you know, if you could just look into each of our faces, each one tells a story. And it's um, you know, it, it's 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 one of the coolest things I, I think I possessions that I have coming out of that. You uh, you segue perfectly because Colton. When we used to talk on the Andretti Green Racing Hour, you weren't sure that you wanted Colton to race. Then all of a sudden, Colton started racing. I think it would be only appropriate that you take Colton to one of his races with his cart in the back of a station wagon. <laughs> you know, he's going the other way. He wants me to bring the big race truck down to one of his oh, races. Yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't. He wants the transporter. Yeah, he's. But I think he should get the taste of what Dad dealt with during his the early stages of his career. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> You know he's a cool kid, and he'd go along with whatever we did. So he lo- he loves it, and he's really doing a great job. He's he's 
an extremely accomplished young racer himself at 11. He's already a multi-time national champion. Uh, he's going over to the world, uh, the karting world finals in Italy at the end of the year to represent the United States, uh, <clears throat> which is an award he won for his national championship last year here. So, <clears throat> you know, he's he's doing great, and and I have so much fun going to the track with him. And that's that's like that's my hobby. That's my enjoyment time. You know, when I'm at the Indy Lights and Indy Car races, it's work. You know, it's my job. I I love it, but it's a lot of work. When I go to the races with him, you know, I can kind of take a little bit of a deep breath and look around and and enjoy it. And and so it's um, and I have so many memories of doing that same thing with my dad. That um, you know, it's it's funny how life really is a cycle. You never pull any punches. You never did when we were doing the show before. There have been times that you've been critical of open wheel racing. You've praised open wheel racing. Open wheel racing in this country right now at the IndyCar level, is it on good footing as far as you're concerned? Does it have a ways to go? Where does it sit in, in 2011 staring 2012 square in the eye? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic, you know, and I guess I'm passionate about it because I really care. You know, I care about IndyCar racing. It's been great for me and my family it's done so much for us and i'm i want to be a part of it for you know for a very long time in the future so you know as we sit here right now i think you know we've got the unification a couple years behind us we got new cars we've got three new engine manufacturers coming you know we've got a very healthy grid of cars you know it wasn't that many years ago we were talking about whether we could get 18 cars to show up and race and now we've got you know 30 or more cars showing up at places like Texas. So <clears throat> those are all really positive things. I mean, I think largely we're seeing increase in uh, number of spectators coming back to the track. Those are all great things and all welcome for sites for, for all of us in the IndyCar community. <clears throat> you know, I think we still have challenges on the TV side of things. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the race, the cable races we have are extremely well produced and I love watching them. But not not enough people have the opportunity to see them. I think that's that's a big challenge for us. And just continuing to grow grow the sport and you know welcome back the fans who were you know formerly open wheel fans. They're they're still out there you know and they they got fed up with a lot of the politics and things that happened. And we understand that. But you know saying hey this is this this is a good thing again and, and come on back and we want to have you as as fans of the series and coming out and supporting the teams and drivers and sponsors. Lastly, where are you gonna put the baby Borg? <laughs> you got one coming. I know. I, I, I it's, it's got to be at the shop. You know, it's got to be, it's got to be there because I want, <clears throat> I want to put it right, right in the front door, so that when our guys show up for work every single day, they walk past that thing and remember that day. Congratulations again. I, I, I can't tell you it was the most amazing finish to call. I had no idea who had won the race there for two. I was glad Paul Page was standing next to me, but it was, it was the craziest day I'd ever had in the booth. Unbelievable for you. Really, really happy and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Okay. Thanks, Mike. That's Brian Herta. He's the owner of Brian Herta Autosport. Back with more IndyCar Weekly right after this. Elise, come on. It's game day. You've got all weekend to study. Jen, this has nothing to do with studying. I've got to work. The way the economy is, I figure I'll be working for the next century just to pay off these student loans. Well, you know... I know, I know. You joined the National Guard, so your college is completely paid for. Yes, you've mentioned it a couple thousand times. The National Guard Scholarship covers up to 100% of your tuition. Learn more at NationalGuard.com.
Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. People often ask what it takes to get under my hood. Very simple. Trust and performance. That's why only Peak Performance Motor Oil touches my car. One of the most trusted names in automotive brings you a complete line of premium motor oils. Made with the same commitment to protection and performance, Peak built its reputation on. And Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar series. When you peak, you win. Available at Advanced Auto Parts. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. MedCare Diabetic. Hello, I'm a diabetic with insurance. MedCare Diabetic is offering diabetics at no cost a multilingual talking, pain-free test meter. Call, qualify, and receive as a bonus a blood pressure monitor absolutely free. If you have Medicare or insurance, MedCare Diabetic may send both your monitors and test supplies directly to your home at no cost. Insulin and syringes are available as well. Copay and deductibles may apply. Call 800-215-9265. That's 800-215-9265. These days, you can't afford to be wasting time or money, especially in business. That's why I stopped going to the post office and started using Stamps.com. Now, I print real U.S. postage for all my letters and packages using just my computer and printer. And now you can start saving time and money, too. Just go to 27Stamps.com, and you'll get a no-risk four-week trial plus a $100 bonus offer, including free postage at 27Stamps.com. I'm Dario Franchitti, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Yeah, Dario with a chance to add to his championship lead this weekend. If he wins at Toronto, it'll be the third victory for Dario Franchitti at that track. Once again, he goes in with a 20-point edge over Will Power, who is also a two-time winner at Toronto. I think we could see some surprises this weekend, though. Who I think maybe Oriol Servia. Could wind up on the top step of the podium. Uh, I think Takuma Sato may break through this weekend. Tony Kanaan may score the first win for KV Lotus. Maybe James Hinchcliffe in front of the home fans pulls off a a great run as a rookie and uh, has the biggest day of his young professional career. Uh, I I do think uh, maybe Elio Castroneves or Ryan Briscoe, Scott Dixon. Maybe we'll see Scott back in victory lane for the first time in a year or so. Uh, A lot of things could happen this weekend, that's for sure. Don't forget, uh, you'll be able to join us for live coverage Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, IMS Radio Network affiliates, IndyCar Radio on in 26 different states around the country this Sunday, and, of course, in Canada as well. And uh, you'll also be able to join us on XM94 on Sirius 212 and IndyCar.com. So great coverage this weekend. IndyCar Weekly has been brought to you by Firestone, official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. Peak Motor Oil, Honda Generators, Henchman Racewear, the Indy Racing Experience, and ShopHonda.com. I'm Mike King, 2 o'clock Eastern Time, this Sunday afternoon. Join us for live coverage of the Honda Indy Toronto on IndyCar Radio. IndyCar Weekly, a copyrighted feature presentation of the IMS Radio Network, the voice of IndyCar.